Or do right. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> so yeah, it's Tuesday and uh, it, it, yeah, it doesn't want to work. I always say like computers get tired just like us, right? Entrepreneurs always working, working on, on something. So I so appreciate you all joining me here today. Welcome to the Purpose Driven Entrepreneurs Community Event, the Life School event, where we bring together hard-driven, purpose-driven entrepreneurs and also corporations for opportunities to build trust, build meaningful relationships, but of course, continue to serve one another uh, through the journey that you get to, you know, make that mutual initial connection here and then connect with one another and really grow healthy relationships that not only will stem uh from you know we'll we'll go into business growth opportunities but also for other amazing opportunities as we know arise from that so um so far i have a couple more people definitely joining us it will take we'll take about an hour for the event just to, to kind of level set because i know us as entrepreneurs we kind of need to know you know where we are and all of that as we work on the calendar so everybody here will take about five to ten minutes and I would love to find out a little bit more regarding your backstory. So if you can give us about a minute um, about, you know, what is the most meaningful moments that led you to the work you're doing now, or I guess, you know, points in your journey. And also, what is one major problem you solve in your business? Why do you think it's important to solve it? And how is it that you solve it? You don't have to remember, I'll facilitate it and I'll remind you and guide you to keep you focused on, on your part of the speaking um, uh, part. But uh, yeah, so I think that's really important to kind of articulate that for people, but also be able to uh, have us in the room here and all the other people listening and watching this afterwards to really understand how is it that we can support one another? And I always say that it starts with with, with articulating that. Um, <clears throat> I know that because through my work, my day-to-day -day work, I'm a high-level business consultant. So I'm your host, Alona Lapari, and that is what I do. I help purpose-driven entrepreneurs and corporations make more impact and income um, in their businesses through branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team. So articulating a problem, I always say if you are a business and if you exist, you it's every business is an entity that exists to solve problems. So we have to be able to articulate it and then also understand, uh, you know, uh, share why it's important and how is it that we solve it. So I'm going to start with my community expert. We have a, um, our community experts um people in our community expert program, I should say, that um, are part of the program. And I'll give you a little more details around that at the end if you're interested in this conversation with us. Uh, but I will start introducing my first community expert, Corrine Rodden. Corrine is a holistic health coach, and she will share with you, again, a little bit about her backstory, what is the major problem she solves, why she solves it, and why she thinks it's important to solve it, and how is it that she does that. Welcome, Corey. Hi, Lone and everyone. So happy to be here. Um, my health venture um, had started uh, back in my college days. Um, I was always healthy, um, healthy eating, exercising, except for that short period of time um, when I was away at college, I gained weight. So from that point on, um, you know, I once I left college, I got back into my healthy eating habits, um, which I find is very important. Um, and it's not about dieting. It's just about being um, 
consistently eating healthy and incorporating eating healthy, exercising, um, because I got off the track a little bit for those few, few years at that time. Um, so I got back into exercising and I find meditation um, being in the right frame of mind um, has helped great. Um, so forward, I've been on the same path for the past over 40 years. And you know what? It pays off. As you progress in life, um, you want to stay healthy. We all want to stay healthy. Um, so I don't eat. Um, I had cut out meat and chicken because it was heavy on my stomach. But um, at that time, I thought maybe, you know, filling in carbohydrates. I didn't realize it at the time. <laughs> Overdid that. Um, and so um, I'm pretty balanced. Uh, I've gotten pretty balanced with my food. I eat small amounts of fish. Um, and just there's so many great healthy things to eat. Um, there's all kinds of things to eat. No matter where you go, you go out to eat, you're ordering food. Um, you know, you just don't eat late at night. You don't eat fast food. Um, you don't eat anything high in sugar and fat. Um, and you could allow, like I've always said, you could always allow for small indulgences on the weekend. Um, you know, weekends, you know, everyone's out, you're at events, you're at parties, activities, maybe you go away, um, maybe eating a little later. Um, so, you know, that's, that's where I allow little bits of indulgences. And the key too is being consistent at least four or five times a week. Um, and also what I've incorporated is exercise. Um, and you know, it's different for everybody. Not everybody likes the same thing. Um, whether you do it in the morning, you have some time in the morning, in the afternoon, early evening. Um, I had started out with jogging, um, which was great at the time. And then my schedule had changed and I was commuting to work. And I found that brisk walking, I love walking outside. It's, it's great um, being out in the fresh air and the sunshine. Um, and for those exceptionally days uh, that aren't so good. Um, so take it inside. You know, I walk on the treadmill, but mostly I walk outside at least um, two 30 minute um, segments, or you could do an hour at a time. But you could at least start with 25, 30 minutes a day. You could walk around where you live, um, walk around by a park for myself and by a boardwalk. So I walk along there, um, usually on the weekends. And it's just, it's so refreshing and so invigorating. And then at the gym, I, um, I do uh, weights on the machines, which I find keep you very toned um, and, uh, you know, pretty firm and fit. Um, and that's 25 minutes. So it's not like so much of your day. Um, you don't need to be at the gym for a long duration of time and, you know, sweating and huffing and puffing. It's not like that. Just easy, you know, 25 minutes, 25, 30 minutes a day. Um, and, uh, or if, if you can't um, find time for the gym, there's always things you could get inside, um, bring inside your house, um, maybe a treadmill or a Stairmaster um, or the electrical rowing machine. You know, there's, there's always something, or maybe take a class or something at the gym. 
And lastly, the third thing that I've incorporated is um, meditation, which I find is helpful for anything. Um, you know, getting in that right frame of mind to do anything. Um, when I first started, it took, it, I could only do it for 10 minutes. Um, you know, my mind was always, you know, racing at the time and I have a tendency to overthink, which I think a lot of us do from time to time. Um, but it's so great for your meditation. And that too, four or five times a week, you could start with 10 minutes, um, build it up to maybe 25 minutes. Again, in the morning, afternoon, the evening, whatever is, is um, you know, uh, fits in your schedule. Uh, you could sit up, you could lay down, you could listen to soft music, or you could just sit still. And I've done both. Um, and I also find with meditation, um, if you walk outside and you're listening to music on your phone, I did start off with tape cassettes <laughs> a while back, but I've elevated to the phone. <laughs> um, listening to music, that's great. There's nothing, nothing beats that being outside, um, walking out in fresh air and listening to music. It's just great. Oh my gosh. Corinne, so many options and there's oh, there's something there for everybody. And uh, I know sometimes overwhelming thing is like, where do we start? <laughs> right? right. Where do we, start? <laughs> yeah, we keep up with which habit is the most sustainable, right? Because we all start things and then life gets in the way. But I love that you share that around some of the things that you have learned. And uh, I just wanted to kind of close off with that major problem you really feel pulled to solve in the world. Why is it important that you feel people get healthy? Um, and how is it that specifically you solve that? And also, where is it that people can continue the conversation with you? Feel free to use the chat um, for the, those speakers that are joining me here on Zoom. And then we'll also make sure we tag you inside our Facebook group community so you can connect with one another after as well. So yeah, Corinne, so that major problem that you solve and where is it that people can continue the conversation with you? The major problem is um, your health is your wealth. So you always want to sustain good health. Um, mm -hmm. And just by doing those three things, you know, you'll, you'll sustain your health. Um, I have a Facebook group, Health and Vitality for Entrepreneurs. Um, and also I've written a book on holistic health. Um, and you could find that on my website, CorinneRoden.com. All right, beautiful. So I think that's the problem, or maybe even the inspiration. Your health is your wealth. And for people that are looking to improve their health, to sustain themselves in their business or with the companies or even in the other areas of their lives, then um, that is why you're passionate about, you know, uh, driving this mission forward. So thank you so much for sharing that. Beautiful. All right. Uh, my next speaker is going to be Joshua. Uh, uh, Christensen, Joshua, I have a passion. Well, everyone, I have a, a talent for butchering names. I hope I didn't do any any uh, injustice to yours. Welcome. And uh, looking forward to hearing from you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, my name is uh, Joshua Christensen. I am uh, 30 years in real estate and the finance industry. And um I'll kind of give you my backstory and I'll lead into a little story that that uh, kind of helps and I think could help a lot of people. But um, basically this this idea of fear leading to paralysis 
Uh, I think the number one reason that people fail in business is fear. And it's not for lack of capital. It's not for lack of experience. It's just fear, right? So in 2008, during the subprime market crash, I had a mortgage company. And I would sit and watch the news every day for clues. I, I was looking at all the external forces to fix my problems, right? I wanted the, the government and the media to help me. Uh, I was begging creditors to reduce all my payment obligations. I sold all my personal belongings. And eventually we took on some major losses. And um, my focus was actually on the wrong things. And eventually my worst fears became my reality. So we lost everything. And I was an absolute, absolutely a broken man. So it kind of led me to ask the question, what is fear, right? False evidence appearing real or F everything and run, <laughs> right? It's um, the first kind of talks about the things that aren't real. And the second one talks about that eminent danger of a stranger in the house with a gun or a grizzly bear in the woods. And so fear, I started realizing that fear is about three things. First, it's it's looking backwards at what happened yesterday and then replaying it over and over again, rehearsing the past, hoping for a different future outcome. And one of my favorite quotes is from a, a Viking, a really famous Viking by the name of Ragnar Lothbrok. He put it this way. He said, don't waste your time looking back. You're not going that way. So second thing I realized was that fear is looking forward to a black void. Nothing has actually happened yet, yet we fantasize the very worst outcomes. And then the third thing that I realized is that fear is about a very real physical threat to your life in the immediate present time. So most of us live in some state of fear today in our business and in our lives, you know, and so you've either probably said this yourself or maybe somebody else has said this, but uh, so maybe some of your employees are saying things like that, like, hey, we're entering into a recession, so we need to scale back or, yeah, that won't work. Nobody's buying today or, you know, everyone has money parked on the sidelines and they're just waiting out the economy, you know, that. The bad guys on the other side of the aisle are ruining everything for us. That's one of my favorites if you're into politics, right? Um, prices are going up next year, so I'll wait for the prices to come down until I invest in real estate. You know, there, there's so many other things that are repeated over and over and over. And yeah, we, we do need to forecast our business to find opportunities and, and find gaps or weaknesses for the problems that we can solve. But that's really what business is all about, right? It's about solving problems. So here's the beauty of it. The future is unwritten and we all get to be the author of our own life. So why in the world would I wanna write a story of hopelessness and grim outcomes when I get to be the hero of the story and I get to save the day? Right. So this is definitely, you know, I think we definitely have a need to forecast in our businesses, see what we think the future is going to hold, and then we can budget and we can plan. I mean, that's critical. So in our forecasting, I always ask this question, right? We're either looking for solutions to our customers' problems externally to drive our revenue, or we're stuck looking inward at our expenses, cutting costs. The answer is actually looking at both. And so 
if we're looking at expenses, we've got to look at, you know, if expenses are rising in certain areas, which there's a lot of that happening with the inflationary period that we're in right now, then we have to look at, okay, what process can we change to build XYZ product more efficiently? Or can we automate anything reallocating man hours somewhere else? So we want to look for those areas to trim the fat. And the fat is kind of what used to work yesterday, but we're a little bit sentimental about it. And it's, um, but it's not actually working anymore, or we're no longer utilizing it in our business. So if we're looking at revenue, and we're starting to see revenue dropping, because for whatever external factors, then, you know, we, we've got to look at different or updated revenue models. You know, we, we've got to, we've got to look to solve a customer problem that they'll pay for. And if they stop paying for the original offer. So we need to change our offer to meet them where they are. I mean, the greatest fortunes that have ever been created were created in times of recessions out of a necessity to survive. And so, you know, this is where I started to think, okay, let's let our competition run away in fear while we run towards fear. It's time to turn fear into fuel for a better future. So the problem that I'm solving in our business, I mean, I, I run a real estate brokerage now, um, and then we also do uh, real estate investing. And so we've definitely seen a slowdown in our sales. So the things that we've chosen to do are we, we're changing the message in our marketing to meet our clients where they are. We're learning how to reach more people in that digital through digital marketing and things like that. And then we're just changing the way that we sell real estate creatively to help our clients out. But see, the, the, I think the most important thing that we did, we started a second company called Flowvester. And we're developing a cash flow system to help people navigate their finances. Um, we're, we're teaching a more, more focus on increasing revenue than a focus on decreasing expenses and debt. Because if you increase your revenue, it takes care of the debt. But the problem is in fear, we end up focusing on the wrong things and it paralyzes us. So because we don't have enough income to cover the debt, you can only go so far with the expenses. So we're right now in our business, we're actively looking for beta test crew who's going to break our tool. I mean, we want people that are going to be the first ones to break it because then we know what we need to solve, how to fix the tool that are going to be able to serve millions of people in their finances. So we can get people to apply uh, on flowvester.com. There's no W in Flowvester. It's F-L-O-V-E-S-T-O-R.com. And so our beta crew is going to get some of the coolest thing, right? We're going to give them a, a one-year access to the tool, one-year access to our site that comes with all the training and everything else that comes with it. And then they'll, they'll get a free copy of my new book called Unbroke, which is in production. It's going to be released this fall. Um, we're going to be, all of our early adopters are, are going to have this opportunity to be the catalyst of change that, that are going to really help a lot of people. Um, and so, and get to become like super users in our community and all that fun stuff. So, uh, just helping everybody else. So, uh, again, you can go out to flowvester.com and we're, we're, we want a hundred quality candidates that are going to like, just who love to break stuff. You know, we want to, we want to like people that are going to dig in and be honest with us and that really want to make a lasting difference in the world. So, you know, my hope is that, you know, 
we're going to be able to help turn fears into fuel for a lot of people. Mm. Well, I love your, your message, uh, especially about fear and how you we should adapt our business model to the needs of the client that we want to serve. And that is uh, always in a continuous improvement. And it's a process that always evolves. And I love that you said that rather than focus on the expenses, focus on how to bring in more income, right, in the business, right. because a lot of people fear, even with our personal finances, we're always looking how do we cut costs and we go to the bare minimum making our, our world so small rather than look for opportunities where is it that we can create value so that we can generate cash flow and create the income that we're looking for and it's a completely different ball game so i love that you shared that joshua well definitely check out um, um share your website link there and i would definitely love to also test that out with you because uh I think that's a really great thing that you're doing for the world there, especially with world uh, with, you know, that fear based mentality that a lot of entrepreneurs and corporations struggle with, um, especially as well. So thanks so much for sharing. All right. My next guest speaker is going to be Christine West. Christine, welcome. Can't wait to get to know you a little bit better and, um, and hear what is it that you want have to share with us yes thank thank you for the invitation and, and josh i loved your message because you're gonna love what i'm about to say i my official name is dr christine west i live up in anchorage alaska but i didn't uh, you know start here i did grow up in chicago and i was an entrepreneur i was not an entrepreneur i worked in corporate so a little bit about my background and the spirit of fear that I grew up where, you know, I had parents that, you know, they took care of us, but they, you know, the messages that I received was, hey, go get a job, go get an education, go get married, you know, everything's safe, safe, safe. And I found myself in my first career, which I was a sales engineer, and it wasn't something that pulled me. It was just something to do. It was something in the era of the late 80s, early 90s, that it was technology is booming. So I can earn a lot of money, but I was never happy. And so, but I had the opportunity to work for some brilliant technology companies such as IBM. And I was there when they made their foolish decisions of, from the top that nobody would want personal computing. Yeah, okay, we're, here, here we are. And anyways, I was on the inside of watching how decisions just plummeted that big, big, big company. And then I moved on to go into consulting and I found out that there was a pattern in all these big companies. They made these decisions from the top. The people that were more at the level I was, we suffered and then things got chaotic. And then all of a sudden I was in the, around 1997, 98, I was about to go open my own consulting consulting firm. And then I got a knock on the door from Cisco Systems when they were a young company, the stocks were, uh, you know, splitting, you know, four times a year. And they made me the, the greatest offer, at least I thought it was the greatest offer, like many other people, which I didn't realize I was selling my soul to the devil. When they said, here, if you give us 16 hours a day for six, seven, you know, days a week, you'll walk out of here in five years worth five to 10 million. So I said, I'm sold. Well, what happened was three years into this, in 2001, the, the tech stocks plummeted. 
and they couldn't hold their end of the bargain and things got chaotic. So this thing of, you know, manifesting over and over, I've been in this story over and over and over. And what I found was that I was in a place that I didn't pay attention to my personal life, which also, because I was working so much that that was a, was a living nightmare too, but I was not equipped at that time in my life going back to 2001, where I understood my emotions. I didn't understand my inner world. I felt based on the message that I received from early childhood that I was possibly a loser because I was feeling all of these crazy things that I did not understand. So what I did for myself, because I didn't know what to do and I didn't know how to explain or express myself at that time, I went to a medical doctor and I asked her, I said, what will it take for you to give me some time off of work and exercise that long-term, you know, taking off for, you know, health reasons. And she started using these big words to me. And she said, do you have anxiety? And I said, I don't know. Like, yeah, that sounds good. And, you know, cause I didn't know what anxiety was back then. And I said, will that give me a note? She goes, yeah. She goes, do you feel depressed? I'm like, yeah, let's say I'm depressed. Let's say I have anxiety. Let's just use all of these emotional terms that I don't know, but it will get me the note because I was just looking at things from perspective of outcomes. And so what was the greatest gift was, was she writes me this note, I get three months off work and I do nothing. <laughs> I do nothing originally. And I sit around not taking care of anything. And then a good friend suggested to me to go to Alaska. I didn't understand why I was going to Alaska. But what I did was I knew that the funk I was in, I could not do something that was tame in Alaska, like a cruise. So what I did was I Googled adventure in Alaska. So I signed up for a beginning mountaineering class. And which their terms were, you need to be emotionally, physically, and mentally fit. I fibbed. I said, sure, I am. And I said, I have terms too. And my terms are that I want to know my cell phone works. And they said, nope, your cell phone won't work in this environment. I said, great. I said, the second term of mine is when I start whining and screaming and crying that I don't want to do this anymore, will, will you let me quit? And they said, no, we'll not let you quit. And I said, agreed. So I go out on this glacier mountaineering trip for seven days and it, it kicked my butt outside of my comfort zone. Everything that I knew, all of my conditions, all my fears came up. Everything in the world that could possibly happen was manifesting in this week. And, and that's a whole nother story and a whole nother talk. But for the point of this um, engagement today, on the seventh day, when the rest of my group was climbing another mountain, I was sitting in base camp alone waiting for a commuter plane. And that's where I had a major spiritual awakening. And it was the voice of God saying to me, showing me what I was here to do, my divine purpose. And I could see it, I could feel it, which was what I do today, which was, it was going into this human potential business. And I could see that all the problems that were in my head, I was, I was risen above in my consciousness where I had the superpower that I could solve everything inside of myself in a nanosecond. And it was like, this is cool. And, and so I was sold and all I said, you know, to my conversation with God was like this burning bush moment was what do I got to do? And God said to me, you follow my lead and I will show you what to do. And I said, well, if I say no, he says, well, then you go back to sleep, keep you doing what you're doing. And, um, and then you just do that. And I just shouted out, yes. 
And so I thought back then was that all of a sudden, you know, this fairy dust was waved over me and I'm speaking, this is going back to 2001, that I would just be, get to have this magical superpower all the time. I didn't realize that the, the workout, the psychological workout that I was needing to do to face all of my fears. And because one of the things that happened was I realized that I had to go back to my hometown. I needed to clean up messes. I needed to make decisions for myself about where I was going to start my new business because I wrote down everything that I was told on that glacier. And anyways, what happened for me was I moved to Alaska in 2002 and then I stayed in corporate for a short period of time because that was the only thing I knew and I didn't know how to be an entrepreneur I didn't know how to be a business owner and but my soul was crying to start this business so I ended up getting booted out of corporate in 2004 and all the doors to everything that I did before were shut and it was I needed to face my fears and I needed to go and start this business. And I realized really what my business was about, which was then I went back to school. I did a master's and PhD back to back while I started the business. And I ended up really honing in on emotional intelligence and psychological abuse and fears and self-sabotage and the, all these patterns, because I realized in my first career and everything that I was raised to be, and I'm not faulting my parents, they just knew what they knew and they knew how to play it safe because that's who they were. And the world around me knew how to play it safe because that's who they were. And all of a sudden, because I said yes to my divine purpose, here I was in a space where I need to face things. So today, what I do, and, and I really consider myself in the human potential uh, side of the business, um, because unlike technology, technology networks, I mean, they have their communication errors, and they're frustrating, they, they stress out humans, but the human network, you know, changes, it flips, you know, we align with people, our communication changes, our, you know, our mindset changes one minute, you know, we like what's going on next minute we don't one minute, you know, as we learned in 2020, how many people, you know, were your friends, and all of a sudden you had different views of them, your views from political positions to religious or spiritual positions, and all of a sudden they have friend you and block you. And it's like, where did these people go? Where, you know, where did my friends go? And, you know, because you're no longer aligned. So really today of, you know, the message that, you know, if I was just to give you a short, you know, uh, spiel of what I do is I really target and I equip, you know, that business owner, the entrepreneur, that leader, you know, with emotional intelligence and other psychological tools so that they you know, really don't get into the pattern of psychologically abusive interactions with each other, you know, that sometimes we just get in this habit, we don't even know, we're not aware that we're playing in that game. And then I eliminate toxic drama, you know, from that business or that self abuse that sometimes we get in these habits of, and I help folks to create those very powerful messages, to, you know, that self talk into the externalist communicate people. So if you're a leader or a business owner, or an entrepreneur, you want people to follow your lead instead of you repeating yourself 50,000 times over and over and over. And then you stress yourself out 
And, and really to just, the, you know, what happens is it raises productivity. It helps the mindset of folks. It helps people to engage, you know, create that psychologically safe environment. People can have open conversations to say, hey, I, you know, I don't understand, or this doesn't feel right for me. Can we have a conversation about it? And so that it maximizes the longevity of customers. And one of the greatest compliments that I received recently from a recent client was when she hired me and she was in a sales slump is she said, she was, I made the right choice with you because you're like a business coach, a life coach, a psychologist, therapist, strategist, all in one. And it's really cool because a lot of my work, you know, when it comes around fear, I recently went snow machining and the reason why this is important to share is because sometimes when we're in fear and I, I have snow machined before, but I haven't done it in many, many years. And so just like when we get out of habit of something or when we're facing the unknown, we have this tendency to go slow. And I remember myself because it was myself and two other girlfriends and the one was, you know, going all the time. She's used to driving 80 miles an hour. And my other friend and I are, were really like, okay, we got to stay comfortable and we're going to go 20 miles an hour and we're going to stay safe. But what I realized, and I started laughing at myself because of how it pertains to my business practice, because most of the time when people engage in a therapeutic relationship with, say, a therapist that uses uh, insurance, they go through a slow mode. They're going to 20 miles an hour. And then they stay in that relationship for you know a couple of years. And they're going to talk about it, and They're going to repeat things. They're going to talk about their childhood, blah, blah, blah. But then all of a sudden, I started laughing at myself and saying, no, this is not what I do. I'm into speed. And all of a sudden, I just... And, and I just started going about 60, 70 miles an hour and realizing the speed is actually where the fun is. And this is where all of a sudden, when you get yourself into places in the back country in the back country of Alaska, where if you, you, you can't, you get off trail and all of a sudden, if you go too slow, you'll sink, you'll get stuck but you can't think about it. You just got to go, you got to go flying through and have the confidence to learn how to use your tool. The snow machine, in my case, I'm teaching my customers how to use their inner facets to use their tools so they can go faster. And instead of sit and sink in fears or other things that are abusive to the human, to humans that, you know, keep us stuck and keep us in the same old, same old, but I can go on and on and on, but I am, will leave my contact information. But one thing I want to leave you with, I'm really excited about is I'm going to be soon launching my new program, which is called fear into action. And it is for those who really want to understand, you know, the facets of, because we all have our different types of fears and really want to get themselves into that faster lane. Like what I talked about to learn how to use yourself as a tool to get yourself moving and grooving. And I will leave um, my calendar link in the, in the chat so that I'd love to stay in touch with all of you and get to know you more. And I'm just going on and on because I can keep talking, but thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christine. Oh my gosh, I love your story. I guess so resonate with so many things you said, but good for you for following your purpose and your calling. I think it's really important to do so. And the tools that you probably help your clients with are tools that they can access their inner wisdom and magic that we all have inside of us so that we can discover, you know, have the clarity around what is that calling. And I always say, when you connect these dots for yourself, you go fast because you're in your journey. You're in your yeah. lane. Yeah. So it definitely 
understand the message around go, you know, work smart, uh, go faster with that, because once you have all of these things aligned with you, <clears throat> I've seen it in my own business, how like you yep. can just skyrocket when you do the inner work. So it's kind of like so correlated. So I love that you shared that message with us today. Yeah, thank, okay. you. thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <clears throat> Absolute pleasure. My next guest speaker is going to be Rebecca Davidson. Rebecca, thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to get to know you a little bit better as well. Hi there. It's so nice to be here. Thank you, Ilana. And thank you to all the other speakers who have put their heart on the line today. Um, I am broadcasting here from Denver, Colorado. I am uh, an Adeptus Biorum, a priestess initiate in the School of Hermeticism. And I actually uh, blend spirit and logic to help people plunge into some of their deepest shadows. Um, I concluded a 30-year career in finance myself. I laughed when Joshua said he had a 30-year career in finance. I, I just left that industry uh, last July, which is very much like Hotel California. Uh, once, once you're in, you can never leave, it seems. It, it, it is one of those things that has its tentacles into us, and it... Um, it creates a dependency of sorts. And I have spoken to thousands of families through the years about some of their deepest and darkest um, failures, aspirations, um, desires. And, you know, money is always accompanied by a big life event that needs to happen. And so I've been in a mentoring role for a very long time. Um, I'm a published author and I use functional neuroscience to help people understand the fact that um, we have three things that really through the brain keep us in patterns of um, same old, same old. And one is the ocular blind spot. There is an actual blind spot in the way that our uh, nervous system processes sight. And we are always one five hundredth of a second behind sight coming into our uh, eyes and then being processed as sight. So we're never actually in real time. Uh, the other part is um, our hippocampus. And I've got this handy dandy little um, visual aid here. Um, this is our brain. We have two halves of it, of course. They're in uh, the two parts of our head. <laughs> well, the one part of our head, but they don't actually touch each other. Uh, these two halves of the brain work separately. Uh, we have this thing here, this very wide band called the corpus callosum, which is basically the information superhighway. And it comes online when we're about seven years old. And so many of our processes, our ability to be willful, our ability to um, have certain um, aspects of the way that our body works don't really um, come online with our will until we're about seven. And everything in this area is called the limbic system. It is the amygdala, the hippocampus, and that 
that other aspect of the brain, the hippocampus, fills in 95% of our reality during that one five hundredth of a second delay that our eye is perceiving sight. And so we're never in real time and we're never in reality, which became such a free aspect of understanding for me. Because, you know, we all know that uh, mythical saber-toothed tiger that we're being chased by. But in modern times, the saber-toothed tiger is actually an all-caps text. Or it is people chasing you, uh, people, people cutting you off in traffic, which feels like someone chasing you. Um, and so we have these emotions that come through. And I loved what you said, Christine, about emotional intelligence. Many of our emotions are 100% automatic. And we don't actually understand that we have some ability between our stimulus and our response to pause and make choices. The third part of our nervous system that is so very important uh, behind our ocular blind spot and our hippocampus that fills in 95% of our reality is our vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is actually the 10th cranial nerve um, or it's called the wandering nerve and it touches every single organ in our body. Now, I grew up in Jackson Hole, Wyoming and uh, in, in the 70s and 80s. And at that point, it was still uh, very much like Alaska, the great frontier. Um, it was a ranching community rather than Millionaire Alley. Um, I was sent outside in the morning with my bicycle and a key around my neck on a shoelace. And I was told to be home before the streetlights came on. I'm one of those Gen Xers who had a lot of freedom and uh, also sort of a feral child uh, who really had no limits put toward me. And when you're raised that way or unraised, you know, we have the homeschooling and the unschooling these days. And I think of unraising, which is many of what many of our Gen X population went through was an unraising. That we have these patterns in us that became automatic in that first seven years of life. And for me, that was especially true. And many of the jobs, the decisions that I've made in life were made by a very young person because that was who was present when my brain was originally wired. And what I've come to know as a mature adult is that um, we do have a choice. And you wouldn't think that you have a choice because if that 95% is just filling in and we have this ocular blind spot and we're, so we're never in present moment, uh, we're never in reality, then we're just at the whims and at the mercy of what's happening out there. And during COVID, I especially saw that that is how most of humanity is living. We had a lot of right fighting. We had a lot of opinion-based um, pontificating and a lot of folks who were driven 100% by that deep primal fear of their own mortality and uh, the mortality of their loved ones. And so it is my belief that we all are born with a purpose 
and that in this particular time of life, that purpose is more important than ever. And so to gain control of the place between the stimulus and the response. I have created a program called Evolved Agency, which is the ability to decide and act in one's own best interest um, in spite of rapidly changing conditions, constant time pressures, and inadequate information, which is really where we live most of the time. And for most of us, we'd rather stay in the safety of predictability. And that has us in a space where we're constantly affirming our limitations. We're a hero in a losing story. Even though we wanna be a hero, we wanna be heroic, we keep affirming the losing story. And I found myself in that same place. I have ADHD, I consider myself a very sparkly snow globe with you know, 10 tabs open at once at all times. And I used to really see that as a detriment. I would tell myself the story that that limited me. Um, I would tell myself, I, I would see time and time again in my finance career that my clients told themselves stories about their limits, even though it was the world that had created this limits for the, this, these limits for them. They personally took on that limiting story and made it about their own identity. Rebecca, I think you accidentally yeah. muted. Yeah, I think I got a phone call. I forgot to put on DMD. Um, so in the Evolved Agency program, we go through a reckoning process where we actually look at the truth about what is real. Uh, then we take on a righteous rebellion and decide to act in our own best interest by choosing to be happy and to be loving and to be content. Because truly, to me, that's the most anarchist thing that you can do in this life right now. Discontent is rewarded. Uh, limitations are rewarded. And we wear these things as banners um, of, you know, how righteous we are in our opinions and our limits. And then from that place of having chosen and gone into a new state of embodiment, because we actively choose to regulate our vagus nerve um, and be in our body, then we take on a pur purposeful revolution where we bring our gifts into the world. And so I'm a child um, of the great frontier. You know, I actually know someone who um, came across the prairie in a covered wagon. Um, during the time that the quote-unquote West was won. And because of my history, because of what I know, and because of my ancestry, I'm also very connected throughout the eras of time uh, to bring in justice and to really right the wrongs of our past and help people understand that we don't have to feel shame. We don't have to feel the patterned upset that is actually rewarded in our culture. We can feel happy and loving and content, and we can bring our purpose to the world. And it's through this place, you know, regulating our brain and our nervous system that allows us to do that. And so I'm offering um, 
work with leaders, with corporations, and um, with individuals to do this regulation work that brings people's purposeful action into the world. And I'm so happy to be here today. Thank you so much. I love that, Rebecca. You're such a gifted lady. And I love that you said that we're the hero of a losing story. And yeah, that, that's food for thought right there. And despite everything else you shared. So beautiful work. And uh, yeah, and you will share those details with us after as well. All right, um, our last guest speaker, last but not least, Charlie Diamond. Charlie, welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you very much for having me. I uh, listened to uh, four interesting talks, actually, and uh, maybe somewhere down the line, we will be able to work together. Um, for today's talk, I, uh, I took some notes and uh, the advantage or the benefit of using some notes is that I won't talk too long. So um, today I would like to address you all uh, around one uh, topic, and it's the topic of building a business as a solopreneur. I, what I understand from everyone's uh, talk, you are all uh, solopreneurs and you are all trying to build a business around your expertise. And uh, what I do on my side is to help solopreneurs to monetize their businesses online. Because when we hold our uh, six monthly uh, survey amongst our uh, online uh, clients, uh, we always ask uh, the questions, which are the three uh, most important or most pressing challenges that you have in your business. And for 10 years in a row, uh, we heard the same uh, answers uh, at the first three places. And every solopreneur is always looking for more clients, for more sales and for more profits. And the fact of the matter is that uh, Actually, they are only looking for more profits, right? You're looking for an income from your business. And um, um, to make more profits in your business, you need more sales. And to make more sales, you need more customers or clients, right? So the, the challenge is to make more profits. That's the why. But actually, the how is to uh, find more clients, right? And I know from experience that solopreneurs, uh, they usually have uh, nor the time, nor the skills to generate more leads or to generate more sales or to generate more cash. And uh, that's obvious and that's normal because you're the expert at something, you have maybe a coaching business, you have maybe a consultancy, you're an expert at something else, uh, but you, you want to serve your clients and building your business is maybe not your number one uh, skill set. So um, uh, I can summarize the situation of solopreneurs as building a business as a solopreneur is 
too hard and too slow, right? I don't think that anyone here on the call will say, oh no, I'm building my business too fast, okay? It's going too slow and it's going too hard, I'm sure of it. And that is because you're not an expert at building businesses. So you probably need some help uh, to, uh, to focus and execute uh, whatever is needed to build your business. So um, when I uh, start a conversation uh, with a prospect or with a client, I always have that single image of uh, a big, big cargo ship or ship from MSC, the MSC company. You all know these ships and um, the M and the S and the C for me stands for something. And that is something that every business owner needs to implement in his or her business uh, to succeed. And the M would stand for marketing, of course, and the S would stand for sales, and the C would stand for closing. And when we talk about doing business, especially online, we like to talk about sales and marketing, and uh, people don't know actually the real difference between marketing and sales, and uh, they also don't know the difference actually between uh, doing or making sales and making money because you only make money once you close the deal, right? But while you're selling, you're not making money, okay? And while you're marketing, you're not selling. So put that in, in front of your mind uh, when you think about uh, developing your own business. So marketing for me is about leads generation, the customers, the clients. Sales is about deals generation, okay? The same four letters, by the way. And closing is about cash generation. So you have to generate something, either cash, either leads, either deals. And since you all have only 24 hours a day, it is very hard to combine your business as such, uh, sharing your expertise with marketing, selling and closing. And I had that same problem myself many, many years ago, uh, before COVID actually. And uh, it was uh, 2019 when I got in contact with uh, an American guy who ran a company in the Philippines offering VA services, so virtual assistant services to uh, businesses, and in this case, specifically solopreneurs. And uh, I got interested from the get-go, and he, he shared his wisdom with me. He, he, he showed me how he was making money for his clients, and I became a client of his uh, immediately. And we started working together in January 2020, actually. And in February 2020, oh my God, COVID hit so hard in the States, in Canada, in Europe, everywhere in the world. 
so that I was lost actually because I mean it was very difficult to find and address uh, potential clients which I did in the past before 2020 at live events from stage and other venues and on the other hand I was very lucky that I started working with this VA company uh, one month before the lockdowns and the promotion of uh, remote work everywhere in the world. So uh, my agency, my digital marketing agency at the time, my, I mean, woo, skyrocketed incredibly because uh, more and more people were looking for a new uh, uh, way of uh, making money online. And uh, I managed to uh, sell or offer these uh, VA services to many, many, many people. And uh, in, uh, in two years, actually, I made over 1,100 clients for my digital marketing agency, which is huge. But how did I manage to generate these leads? It's not because I'm so well uh, versed at uh, marketing or sales, but it's because I had the help of a VA team. So I started with a team of five uh, VAs and they helped me to generate the leads, uh, generate uh, the appointments, the sales calls, and also the closing, of course. Now, um, the, the question uh, I want to address now is actually the most important question that uh, my clients are asking me is where to find the clients I want to work with. Where can I find the clients I want to work with? Okay. And where do I find the customers I want to sell to? You have these two questions, right? And um, most solopreneurs I, uh, I meet, uh, actually, I discover that their solution or their answer to that question is their problem. So I would like to submit to you your solution is your problem. If you are not successful or building out your uh, business fast enough, it's because you're using the wrong solution. It's because you're looking for new clients or customers uh, in the wrong place. And I know it's, uh, well, it's a sign of the times, but most people and solopreneurs, they start by looking for their uh, clients on social media. I mean, that's the first idea that pops into people's mind. Oh, I have to be on Facebook. Uh, uh, I have to be on Instagram. Oh, my God. I don't think that any one of your clients uh, uh, is looking for you on Instagram. But anyway, maybe on Facebook, probably on, on uh, LinkedIn, if you're really running a proper uh, business. Uh, but that's not the first or the best place to find uh, new clients or customers for your business. There are other ways. Uh, I won't elaborate on that here because that would take us too far. But uh, with the help of my VAs, 
and I have over 1400 VAs now in my uh, company. Um, we are finding the customers and the clients that you are looking for. And we put that in what I call a high fast business. And high fast stands for high profits, fast results. Okay, so what I do for myself first and now for others is helping build their business, uh, uh, generating high profits and generating them fast. I will put at the end of this or my small talk, uh, my details in the chat. I will invite you to uh, book a free uh, Zoom call uh, with me. We can discuss the situation of your business. We can see if we can partner together, if we can JV together uh, eventually. Um, but me, I am on a path of helping exactly 1,000 businesses. By the end of this year, I will have helped uh, 1,000 businesses building their solopreneurship uh, uh, into um, a monetized model. Okay, so. Um, I want to uh, wrap it up here uh, with uh, one question actually. And, and it is, I want to know from each one of you, maybe you will be allowed to give me an answer uh, raising your hand. Um, how much do you value your time as an expert? How much do you value your time? <laughs> Elona. Okay, please give me an answer. How much do you value your time? Very much, right? Because time we can get back, but money we can always make. Understanding all the right, uh, all the right, you know, things in our journey that we can align for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I will ask you an, a very indiscreet question. Please value your time in dollars. <laughs> How much is your one-hour coaching? A word to you. How much would you charge for one hour of your work or your service? I'm sure everyone can do that inner work themselves and, and attach that for. for How much right? do, would you like to make per hour? Let's put it this way. Okay, so if you ladies want to throw that in the chat i know we're a little over past time so maybe ah, okay okay, okay, okay no problem okay so everybody else uh, values uh, his or her time i'm sure and uh, so i will put uh, indeed my uh, details in the chat and if you have some uh, questions uh, now i'm also uh, willing to uh, answer them Perfect. Thank you so much, Charlie. There's so much alignment between both. And I'm sure in this, just in this conversation, there was so many opportunities that we can continue to nurture our relationships and connect with one another. I think that's what the magic of anything is. And I'm sure you can relate to me. And I love that you said that marketing sales 
is different. And a lot of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs don't always know the difference and don't always know how to connect all those dots for their business. So I think you're definitely solving a very big problem there so they can make the impact with their calling, their expertise, right? Their gifts, their talents. And that's also the big problem that I see in the world as well. There's a lot, people want to make a lot of impacts, especially entrepreneurs and corporations. They believe in what they do. They feel that it's their calling. They have a lot of life experience they want to share with others, but they don't also know how to also make income and profit with that. So um, bridging the gap together, it's where you need the income and the um, the impact to go together so that you can have a viable business that you can move past solopreneurship all the way into legacy if you are the visionary leader and if you really feel called to grow a big business. So that's what we do here at the Community Purpose Driven Entrepreneurs. We have other uh, things. Uh, we have a community expert uh, membership that we offer for our um, uh, entrepreneurs and corporations. And you get access to events like this every month. We run summits. We evenly or warmly introduce you to other people that can add value to your life and also connect you with other visibility opportunities because we all know that accessing other people's audiences, it is the best thing that we can do in our business to tap into new um, new opportunities for clients, but also to build our brands, which is so important. And we're in a trust economy. Everything is about trust. And personally, I've always been about uh, someone that has built uh, their business on trust and also on quality rather than uh, quantity, right? So understanding how to do that is really important and also growing high-level relationships that it can open up so many doors for you is, is very important and crucial in our business. So I'll connect with each one of you and continue the conversation if that's something that you would like to be part of. But I want to thank all my amazing speakers here today. I took notes as well. And uh, there's definitely a lot of great opportunities that arose out of this conversation. Thank you so much for participating. And I will see you in our next community event. Bye for now. Have a great rest of your Tuesday.